We have today a very interesting case and for young couples I think we're gonna have a lot of hard truths coming out so without further ado let's pull on the case and read out loud together. Can the relationship work with a large income disparity? I, age 29, have been my boyfriend, age 30, for about 2 years. We both really like each other and are intending to settle down, get married. However, my parents do not approve of my boyfriend because he's earning about 2000 much lesser than me where I'm earning about 8000 My mom says I should find a guy who's earning the same as me or much higher since a guy is supposed to provide. Actually, we should take a pause over there. Guys providing for our families, that is the old traditional mindset. Yeah, we can't change parents. We don't feel offended about it. Nowadays, guys don't provide for families as a sole breadwinner. Really. I think what I see around is dual income. That's very common. Uh, or in any case, there's also ladies who are providing for families and husbands who are retired early, stay-at-home father and stuff. So let's not hold too much to that old traditional thinking guy providing for family uh, that you know, masculine kind of approach. No, no, no. That causes friction, really, in today's society. Continue reading on. She honestly does not mind paying more for the boyfriend, even if he wants to be a house husband. He's satisfied with current job, did not review why this, and does not want to change his job, especially if it's just for my parents' approval. Another aspect that my mom is worried is that my boyfriend's job does not have stability and no career progression, which means he'll always be earning $2,000 only. I just want to seek advice from other people. Am I being naive? Does a relationship with large income disparity work? Somehow I have this feeling that Asian society were just not too comfortable with that. If it's the guy earning $8,000 and the lady earning $2,000, working part-time maybe, uh, there wouldn't be this issue coming up. And quite obviously, the disparity is very big. If it's just a small disparity, nobody really cares. Or it's very, very common actually. So for guys, if your wife is earning well, be respectful about it. Be very proud about it. But I think one of the best answers coming out is actually this. I would like to share the story of me and my wife. Back when we were dating, we were in the same situation as you, which means he was earning much, much less than her. She earned more than double my salary. The income disparity still exists and is not a problem unless you both let it become one. Well said, that's from someone who has been in those shoes. My wife will pay more because she does earn significantly more. With this income difference, it's difficult to expect equal on everything. But your boyfriend has to be able to contribute where he can. Now this is a very good portion to elaborate a bit further on. If there's a big income disparity, there is definitely no equality in terms of bill paying, right? It doesn't make sense. But also there's some points to raise. There's a first feeling that can come from guilt. Because the one who is earning less, for example a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, there's this guilt of not being able to contribute financially if there's some financial budget constraints. They might also feel that guilt in spending money, that's a natural consequence of not seeing income. And that's why I've also seen couples whereby one is earning well and then the wife is a stay-at-home wife. He actually earns enough to give her a big enough allowance to cover her existing pay. So that removes that fear that money is not enough because she's not earning income. But again, in this case, this person sharing the opinion is a lady who's earning more. And we need to flip the coin. One side is guilt. The other side is resentment. You know, I do a lot of advisory work and these kind of conversations need to come in place because for one that is earning way more and contributing more, there could be a point whereby he or she is feeling the other half is not pulling the weight. This comes in especially when there's stress at work. So, you know, when we are stressed, we get into this kind of negative thoughts. And this kind of resentment is actually accumulation of feelings. 
So it's not like one event. It's usually accumulation. Then it boils over. So the best part, again, is to understand these kind of problems can exist and communicate. Ease it out first before it builds up until a point where it snaps. And as always, if your own stories or experiences, do leave in the comment sections. And as always, smash the like button, smash the subscribe. Especially on this show, we will try to discuss more cohort truths on finances. This wise person has also shared me further that when you are dating, you may not think much of income difference. But when marriage, house, kids come in, both your expectations have to align. Very true. Later, I'll echo a bit deeper on that part. My wife, although she earns and manages our household finances, she will still seek my opinion when it comes to making decisions and I appreciate it. She makes me feel valued, though she doesn't need my income, and I think this is important. Wow, this is wise words. I have not been that shoes, that's why I pull up this to show, hopefully, the person who is making this opinion that it's very important because you don't want that guilt portion to come true. And being the one who's earning more in the relationship, you need to be very aware that even if you're earning more, you shouldn't be making all the decisions. Huh? I bring the income in. I decide what to buy. What? Your opinion doesn't matter because you're not paying for it. That is rude. That doesn't work. That creates a feeling of being disrespected. And over time, this is not healthy. Let's take, for example, you want to buy a new home stereo system, few thousand dollars each. But then your other half has not seen big income coming through and is very fearful of big expenses. If you go ahead and make purchases, disrespecting the opinion, that's where something like that, that sits in a house every day it's just gonna be a sore point but huh that time you bought this without discussing with me you don't really respect me you know for every couple we all have to go through quarrels and disagreements and something sitting there permanently as a sore thumb uh, is just not very smart but i'd like to pull the discussion back to some of the comments that were made by the original person mentioning this my boyfriend is satisfied with his current job and does not want to change his job especially with just my parents approval Another aspect is my mom is worried that his job has no stability and no career progression, which means he's always going to earn $2,000 only. My first thought is, wow, that is not pretty good because we'll be talking about growth, which is something I believe in a lot. And no need for me to roast. Let's pull on some former's comments. It's not so much the income disparity. It's the fact that he prefers to continue with his current 2K job and thinks the only reason for him to change to please your parents is worrying. This hints that he is not mature enough to see how important money is to a family. I hate to agree, actually. Is it some pride that he has in terms of this kind of a stuck mindset? Why does he not want to change jobs or find a way to earn more income for the family? It's not just we are chasing money for everything. For example, he's an aspiring singer. I don't know the occupation, not mentioned. Maybe he's a singer and he likes to be in the arts and entertainment industry. Surely there are also ways to figure out and build for long-term upside, correct? Could he blow up big on YouTube? You know, there are a lot of channels doing music and songs that blew up big on YouTube and TikTok. Very easy to monetize and grow your $2,000 income. It doesn't matter where you are, but it does matter that you have a bright future. I think that's also satisfying for your other half. But if he's not in arts and entertainment, could he be in the gig economy? You know, recently I've done a lot of videos on food delivery not being long-term sustainable career. There is a risk of stagnation or being at mercy of the platform's ability to drive you new income. So I also have an issue with that 2000 and not willing to grow. That not willing to grow part is not something that I'll stand for. And there are more who actually roast on this opinion. Is he in his current job because he's lazy? Then surely this will cause friction. Very harsh. We don't know what the situation is. No matter of the career also. But I also think it's fair to conclude something like that. 
The part about him having no career prospects and stagnant pay is worrying. When you have kids and more to provide for, can you, which is the lady providing this opinion, handle the stress of being a main income earner while he is not even earning enough to support for himself? This ties back to Jasna's comment again. Not mature enough to see how money is important for a family. But what amount of money is enough? Do keep in view again that there are studies that shows that a family of four requires $6,426 per month for basic standard of living in terms of expenses. I think that's a valid finding because my, for my own journey, I've seen that when the diaper cost drops, the strawberry fees increase through food. So children, they definitely need us to be able to provide them sufficiently. There's also education costs in preschool, childcare, infant care. There's also extra insurance costs because kids, they can fall sick and they can fall ill or get injured. You know, I was asked this question, how to plan for finances in the recent Sydney Personal Finance Festival. I was a speaker over there and I actually shared that because of my industry, I can see some numbers. I can show you very clearly that insurance premiums for kids when they are one is actually more expensive than when they are 10. You can see another insurer also aligning the premium band for one to three more expensive than four to 10. That tells you something. Children, when they are very young, parents are very scared. They send to hospitals for big and small reasons. And definitely you do need to get a health insurance plan in. It need not be plan A, which is all hospitals, including private. It can be plan B because KKH, government hospital, plan B in most insurance plans can get you there with the A-class ward some more. So don't spend unnecessarily. The other thing is to buy on personal accident plan. If you are looking for one, I've actually done an article before on Zompo's PAEs. That covers core needs such as HFMD, whereby if you go to preschools, you do understand that comes up very often. Food poisoning and injuries. So a personal accident plan should come in only when a child is above six months old and starting to climb and stuff. And there are many situations in school whereby they get injured. So again, if you're looking for a personal accident plan for family, look for the links below. So putting the question back to how to plan finances for kids, I think it really doesn't matter whether the couple is earning 10,000 in this situation, 8,000 lady, 2,000 guy, or even 6,000 only, just fresh graduates. It doesn't really matter because the key mattering portion is how much savings is the couple having. That is excess money to take on all these expenses, which I mentioned, education, food, insurance, etc. etc. If you earn 6,000 and you are able to save $2,000, very frugal, you actually have no fear. Again, it depends on how much savings you have and that's something I've discussed in a previous discussion which I'll leave in the links above and towards the end of this. So for this couple, they have 10,000 which is very likely enough but there are further questions raised. Suppose you get pregnant and need extended maternity leave due to complications or any other reason. Do you think his income of 2,000 is enough to provide for the family? Very harsh. Maybe the person providing this harsh comment uh, has been through this situation. That's why he's very familiar with it. Indeed, it's true that there's risk when a couple starts a family. A lot of things can go wrong with health. And it's also true that when such a situation happens, cut your expenses law, plan emergency cash. These are ways to defray the problem. But again, it doesn't solve the willingness to grow together to make him an able pillar of support for a family's finances. So always, when a couple doesn't grow together, is the marriage a bit harder to sustain long term? And talking about marriage, let's reflect again why does a couple get married, correct? I got married at the age of 27, pretty early. We've been dating for like 9 years, something like that. So we're ready for the next stage in life. But in US, you realize that many singles cohibit together and don't actually get married. It's not uncommon there for couples to raise children without having a marriage status. But us Asians, Singaporeans, 
we think a bit differently. We are a bit more traditional. And I definitely support getting married before raising children. My channel is the astute parent, correct? So that's something I stand for. But that's my opinion in many ways. But I'd like to bring up two interesting points just in case you haven't seen them before. The first is that, do you know that two singles above the age of 35 can actually buy a HDB flat together? It's actually possible. Both can contribute using CPF if they're both over 35 and you want to buy the house together. It's possible. No need to be married status. I know of a situation by a guy he's divorced and for his second house, he actually roped in a friend. One guy issued both are single in status, actually. Then what about this second point which you may not know? Babies in Singapore who belong to couples who are not legally wed do not get certain benefits such as baby bonus. I never understood why we need to exclude them, but I guess it's also society's pressure for couples to get married first before raising children. And this leads to the rounding point by staying married and having kids. There is a growth path to things. There is an emotional growth component. There is a financial responsibility growth component. There's about putting others first to stay married together and to raise a family together. It's a hard journey. And if you are also a parent, you have your own stories and struggles, I'm sure. Do feel free again to leave it in the comment sections and smash the like button if you agree with some discussions so far. Then in 40s, we realize that some have reached senior stages in their career, doing very well, and some are planning for retirement. So there needs to be some growth and grow together to stay together. Think about the dream, think about long term, what is the direction? Because I share in this channel, when you dream alone, it's a dream. When you dream together, it's reality. So think about it, to achieve this reality of a bright future together, learn to be willing to grow. And I hope that the guy mentioned in this whole critique isn't as bad because everything the foreigners have mentioned are citing more of their parents' opinion. And again, I'd like to hear what are your thoughts. Leave them in the comment sections and thank you for listening to this show. Hopefully, it's some hard truths that what I've promised and I'll see you in the next one. Take care as always. Goodbye.